0: Hello, internet, and welcome to the goddamn milkman Immediated podcast. I am your host, and I'm here today to talk about non-Nintendo spiritual sequels. Uh, it's something that I've seen come up a lot in basically the past year, uh, and something that I find interesting about the video game industry and kind of indica- an indication of where things are going. And so, if you rewind the tape back to, like, I don't know, the 90s, right? Nintendo is relatively new, at least, you know, America's side. And as a video game company, there's whatever history. But you know what I mean? The NES, the Famicom, stuff like that. Super Nintendo, even. The Game Boy. In In those earlier stages, Nintendo really pushed and did all these different games, brought in, I mean, really made a number of huge developers that defined the industry and put out these games that ultimately were kind of a regulation on what certain games would be or would look like or would be responding to in the future there's the more obvious stuff you have mario as a reaction you kind of have sonic and a number of other mascot platformers Um, there's the uh, what was it the gemini sisters as kind of a more knockoff thing uh, that didn't quite play as well you know just a lot around generally that idea uh, you had a lot based around zelda and whatnot and all the games that kind of followed from that though in a lot of ways um th- there was some reaction to it but also there was East that predated it but it-, it definitely took on a new uh Air and it certainly was more influential over on this side of the ocean, uh, as we didn't see East really until later, unless you were to very hobbyist things. Um, and I mean, even some of the bigger stuff I mean, Kirby, Donkey Kong, though the, the lineage of that gets a little skewed, um, and other things. I mean, you have all these big games, Mario Kart, and they really define and make a splash in the industry no matter what, because they're Nintendo. Uh, just that legacy of games and the nostalgia of it, but I mean, really just the quality of those games. I mean, if you look back at the libraries for the Nintendo, the Super Nintendo, or like, say, the Genesis or whatnot, and the games that kind of stand out now, the classics, uh, a lot of those are first-party nintendo games but as we move forward i mean how much they stand out is really different Um, as of the switch i mean the biggest nintendo games are what mario kart by head and shoulders above the rest it's way outsold tons of other games not even including dlc really which it has in its pocket as well Uh, You have the big Zelda games, you have Mario Odyssey, and uh, Animal Crossing is huge as well. Uh, Smash Brothers, things like that. And there definitely are games that have kind of responded to and reacted to a number of those uh, in the years following them coming out. And in some ways, I mean, in Zelda's case and Mario's case especially, they were kind of responses to the 3d side of those characters portfolios that have the industry has circled around and like was coming back and so it's an interesting place but the fact that those games stand out and are considered so highly is nintendo continuing forward and that's great but what's been lost are some of the other games that have come along i mean if you're a nintendo fan from yesteryear you'll remember stuff like punch out you know whichever version it was which i mean had a big one on the wii and then not so much and then star fox um 1080 uh snowboarding game there's a handful of others and whatnot and it's kind of interesting to see kind of what they continue forward with and what they don't and what they'll try again in a lot of ways, Metroid was considered to be one of those lesser franchises, despite being a huge fan favorite, and Super Metroid being one of the most influential games they ever made. Uh, but <laughs> here we are, and I mean now the Metroidvania is one of the most popular genres ever, but the Metroid games that have come out have been kind of dwindling, so it's, I don't know, We'll see. I wouldn't expect too much. I know there's one more in development, but after that, unless it makes a splash, Metroid itself might be uh, remembered fondly in the past and not so much moving forward. Would be my guess. I don't know anything there. I don't particularly care. It was never my favorite, but some of those games are just classics. And if you're into video games, you had to play it. But what I'm talking about is um, these truly lapsed—not even just like the franchises, but I mean a certain game. That Nintendo really only made, especially through the years where Nintendo is considered the kid's platform, but kind of held up because people would play something like Mario Party or the Wii Sports thing and realize like, oh, it's fun. Like, yeah, is bowling all ages? Sure. But if you have a few people and you want to go out and do something, you might just go bowling, right? Uh, So... I, I think it's interesting to see how some of that has carried forward recently. And uh, what really got me down this past path was a game called Whisker Squadron, which is anthropomorphic characters in there, but I mean, it's kind of a cleaned up Star Fox. Um, uh, obviously, the biggest Star Fox was Star Fox 64, it's the only one that's really been remade. Um, there is a handful of other entries through the years and there was one on the Wii U that was poorly it was mostly poorly received even by the people who played it and i know cuz i was one of them and i was following it really closely and i remember reading an article about who's the top scoring best player in the world and he basically said yeah it's a fun game but there's kind of this rng element because the game required uh, controls that re- that use the Wii U tablet while you were viewing it on the TV, which some games did with the Wii U, but the gyroscopes in the Wii U tablet were crap. And there were runs that were borked because, you know, if you're going for a high score, you have to hit every shot. And sometimes this thing would just kind of not, right? It would just kind of stop responding. And so there went the run for him basically but i mean on the lower level even me just trying to figure it out like i felt like i was fighting that damn tablet the entire time to get the finer shots and i ended up giving up on that finer control which you need to do to hit certain marks for higher scores but i was just playing the game to enjoy it and kind of use controls simplified and ignored the gyroscope and was able to mostly get through the game but i was giving up like I was giving up a feature of the game which you kind of need to do certain parts I was taking certain hits because I wasn't playing the full game but I just couldn't deal with that gyroscope it it ruined that game and it it is rare with video games that there is something so definitive like that I feel like it's been coming up more it's not it's when people are not judging the game they're judging the software it's very perfunctory there there's no artistic question or opinion or anything there it's just that feature did not work and so that game was ruined for it um you could still find enjoyment in it but yeah that part sucked no question um and how much you let that affect you is where the personal opinion came in but otherwise it could have been a great game i don't know why they don't re-release it all they have to do is just tighten up the controls around the joystick and there you go it has to be Um, but so there's something weird with most every Star Fox release and a lot of it is based on kind of clunky controls but people know what they want they want Star Fox 64 but uh, looking maybe a little better than a 64 game playing a little better than a 64 game like I don't know if you remember the uh, N64 controller had that joystick in the middle and they were usually pretty loose so they couldn't have a lot of accuracy, the kind of accuracy that you just expect when you pick up any modern controller anymore and just responding to that. And that's what was really great about playing this Whisker Squadron game. It's not the official... So There's a Whisker Squadron Survivors which is out and is what I played, which is kind of a roguelite take on the genre. You just have these levels that you fly through and it procedurally gets harder and there's some level ups you can do, like you fire lasers faster, you can pick up the pickups to level up faster, like, more missiles, stuff like that. Um, but uh, they're going to be doing a full-fledged not-a-Star Fox game coming out relatively soon. I'm looking forward to it, because this system that they... They obviously made the Star Fox system that they're going to use, which has tighter controls than the official games ever had. It feels right. It feels like what those games were going for, but they just didn't have the modern controller as we know it now, like the PS2 to Xbox, whatever, forward controller that we've just come to know and expect, give or take some placement or minor features. Um, That's kind of what (laughs) Star Fox always needed. And now it's here and there's no Star Fox to present with it. Well, these guys are taking the reins in doing that, which is great. And seeing that, but seeing that they knew Nintendo wasn't doing anything with this genre that they basically created. But what's kind of interesting to me is like there's a gameplay loop, an idea there. But the, the fact that it has to be married to anthropomorphic characters is interesting because it yeah, doesn't have to be a lack of creativity, but it is very one to one. Kind of like when people make a game that is very similar to Diablo, it has to be this dark gothic thing and not necessarily a new genre, a new look that would help set it apart and create its own tone on its own, as opposed to being the way people refer to games a Diablo-like, right? Which I hate, but when you're steered that way, how can you not land on that thought? In that vein... Uh, There's some others. Like I said, there's 1080. Some people might be thinking more SX. We'll see how the game actually plays once it's out, but there's this game called Slope Crashers coming out that looks like a snowboarding game, but like an arcadey, fun, gamey snowboarding game, not trying to be a simulation at all like most snowboarding games have been for the past fucking 10 years or whatever. Um, so I think that's really cool this thing looks very kid friendly and whatnot which is fine um, it, it's a lot of penguins and snowballs and whatnot which sure makes sense and is not something that fit what snowboarding games typically have been I know there's there was a couple lesser ones out there but I'm glad that that sort of thing is out there and it's the sort of thing Nintendo used to do and now someone else is kind of picking up those reins because they remember that and they're carrying it forward. Um, a, another game, Punch-Out, um, there's a game that came out called Thunder Ray. Very inspired by Punch-Out, you just can't avoid it. A lot of the mechanics were one to one, but clearly um, whoever made this game kind of took issue with the way that Punch-Out had this kind of like energy and was overly defensive and didn't kind of let you get your jabs in. On the side especially because you're supposed to be playing such a nimble and like whatnot not character if you know boxing not even much at all but i mean basically like people who tend to fight a bit more agile tend to get in a lot of smaller shots to wear down people's stamina and whatnot and also keep them guessing uh and it just feels good to get in a couple extra shots even if it's not doing much on the bar you're fighting against um but it, punch out inspired but it's their own game they took their license and did what they wanted with it um they made it a lot more anime but yeah we're not getting a punch out anytime soon obviously so boom there's a game called thunder ray and it's the new one of those and i love it i i love that this sort of thing is finally happening i kind of wonder what took so long because when the indie Video game scenes started. Um, there was a there was some weird confusion around like Cave Story, where people were like, oh, look at Cave Story. This was made by one guy. When they were looking at Cave Story Plus, which was a game put out by a smaller studio, but they touched it up with fresh music, fresh visuals, and they just kind of generally cleaned it up. Because I mean, especially at that time, there was no like clean release or engines being used in the way that they are now. So I mean yeah they, they cleaned up some freaking bugs of course they did <laughs> um, but I think it's great and I think the story of Cave Story is great but it's so lost that you know that was actually an effort of some people um, and then you had Braid and Bastion and all this stuff come up I know there's a lot of other indies around that time and where you think it was important and whatnot and how much impact it had between Xbox Live or coming out on steam or itch or independent websites at the time and how much is where was the flash revolution leading into that and some of those re-releases there's some gray area there right you're talking about a shift of an entire industry and what was the influence and where's the line um but around the 360 steam coming into its own time is certainly when i um found out about it and got more invested and I was really excited, and I kind of realized, like, I'm going to still buy consoles for exclusive games and whatnot, but I kind of saw it. I was like, oh, well, if I have Steam and I have a computer, and then if I buy a new computer and I boot up my Steam account, I can download my games again. Save files might kind of suck. They've actually done a lot to fix and work around that, but, um, but essentially, I have a game library, and as long as I don't lose my password, basically, I have a game library that comes with me so i knew when games were up on steam unless there was a very compelling reason put it on there and so i i got really into kind of the indie scene but you kept seeing metroidvanias bad jrpgs um and there's a lot of genres just not represented like majorly like i obviously First-person shooters were there, but for a long time you couldn't really find a third-person shooter. Or I was trying to get into shmups, and they weren't really on Steam. Now, they're all basically on Steam, with a handful of notable exceptions. Um, You know, if you wanted platformers, there were some, but now there's tons of great ones. and And it's really just filled out to like you could go to any niche or you could just play the great games or whatever it's it feels like it's nearly all there um but i was kind of wondering like is there a game like a punch out or like i remembered like um i don't know, like bamboo blade or something like is there no one trying to make a game like that obviously it doesn't need to be bamboo blade to a t but like there's all these games from yesteryear that were these i like general ideas that would seem to be at least a niche of a genre and instead of someone just making another freaking metroidvania or a visual novel though that's a level of how invested or how much depth people have and what they can create usually but like the jrpgs or the the stuff you've seen a million of and there's a new one every freaking week what if someone took the time to make a decent game kind of like this game from yesteryear but is new and accessible and has like online play and works with the controller you have right um and w- really in the past couple years we're there and what's been really beautiful about it is with that with the cool indie games we did get based on what came out and some of the other Mayu it feels like it's starting to come to fruition you are getting All the games i just talked about um we're seeing stuff like overcooked come out we're seeing this new weird double a space kind of taking place and i feel like it's finally got a niche where for a moment it felt like every time there was a cool new game that studio would get bought up and those developers would get shoved into triple a and we just like all the momentum got lost so that they could crank out another Assassin's Creed or Call of Duty or whatever the flim flam and whatever. Uh, But now we're seeing some of the successes of some of the smaller studios like with Hades and whatnot, which there's a bunch of games that Studio did Supergiant did before Hades. But with Hades, they hit. And I can tell because they're making a sequel. (laughs) Uh, which is something they didn't they in past interviews said they specifically didn't really want to do, but now I it, it, there's too much heat. There's too much for them to not do. What's crazy to me about it though is like Hades started forever yeah. ago. I when it, it hit when it officially launched, but I was a big fan, and so I got that game when it was technically still in beta, so I was actually a lot less impressed with it. And it, it really has come into its own. I'm just not great with roguelite, so I never got through it, but seeing that and seeing that success and other game successes i mean even weirdly like goat simulator whatever has made it to where these studios don't want to sell because there's so many people that are so passionate there might be a financial reason to but they got in it to make games they just made their name and they're not going to just give it up and so I'm really excited to see what games are going to be inspired by yesteryear that we haven't had a fresh take on in forever. But I'm also really excited to see, like, the guys who make Whisker Squadron or make Thunder Ray, what are they going to make next? Because it might be something truly fresh. And we haven't had that really in the gaming space for years. And I feel like we're right on the cusp of an entire revolution of the space, but it's not going to be with the longstanding franchises and companies, you know, it's going to be new and that's awesome. So looking forward to it. Hopefully some big stuff comes out in 2024 that we haven't even heard of yet. And that's that. So thanks. If you have any thoughts, please, as always, at GD Milkman on Twitter, on Blue Sky, hit me up. Hope I can talk to y'all soon. Peace.